You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 1289. I always say this analogy. Think of the last RIA that you went to. Everybody's showing the size of their check. Everybody's on Facebook showing their checks, right? We, I'm guilty of it too. We all show our checks, right? I've networked in senior living for 11 years now. Not one person has ever shown me the size of their check. Right. It's a different world. You have to have a different heart condition, a different set of empathy. You have to put the person first. Yeah. And then the money comes. And so for everyone listening right now, if you're just transactional, this is not for you, man. This is not for you if it's just transactional, right? But I'm telling you right now, if you put people first, yep. you can build a sustainable business that comes to you for the next 20 plus years. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, America's number one podcast for new real estate investors, where we know that finding discounted properties is the most proven path to financial freedom. I am your host, Brent Daniels, Mr. TTP, Mr. Talk to People, and I am telling you this, if I can do it, so can you. Let's get started. Let's get really excited. You know all those people that are out there saying, you know what, there's so many people that know about wholesaling, there's so many people that know about real estate investing, real estate's so hot right now, there's not enough leads to go around, there's not enough of opportunities, you know, maybe a little bit of pessimism, maybe they're hearing this, or maybe you've heard this, not saying that you're saying this, but maybe you've heard this, if you're watching this or listening to this, maybe that's the word on the street, maybe you're not sure if you want to get into this industry right now, maybe it's a bubble, maybe it's something's going on. Let me just shut all that down. Let me clear the field for you so that you can just go and sprint into this business and really, really, really live your dream of being a real estate entrepreneur. Because I have, on this podcast, I'm going to have a conversation with a gentleman out of St. Louis that is getting over a thousand leads a month. Not only that, he gets a thousand leads a month for free. Right, He has so many leads, he, he doesn't know what to do with these leads, and nobody else is generating leads the way that this guy is doing it. It is so exciting, and I'm just thrilled to really break this down. I'm going to really put him in the hot seat so that we can understand what he's doing, and uh, I know that he's up for it because he's a phenomenal, phenomenal real estate entrepreneur. It is my pleasure to bring the owner of the company Mom's House, Philip Vincent, to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. Hi, Brent. Thank you for having me on your show. I'm looking forward to this. I'm excited about it. So, I mean, obviously with that kind of introduction, you know, this is exciting. You're getting over a thousand leads a month. And essentially what these are coming from is referrals from your network, but they're very, very, very targeted and very, very specific leads. So can you kind of break down what you're doing out there in St. Louis and, and, and give us some some instruction on maybe how we can take advantage of this or find a way to build this network ourselves in our own markets. Sure. So so today, my business consists of networking inside the senior living industry to work with those people, the, the stakeholders in senior living, to help them unlock the equity for these families when they're moving their mother into senior living. If that is the moment, the flashpoint, when the family says, we need to sell this house, 
Mom has a $2,200 a month pension. This place we're picking is eight grand a month. And you say, you look at your most affluent brother and go, are you paying the difference? Are you paying the difference? We need to sell the house, right? And they realize that. And so that's the thing about it. I don't have to convince them of motivation. A doctor said, hey, you have to, mom can't move back home. She has to move into 24-hour care. And so uh, that is the moment. And so you asked me a question about how these leads come here. The senior living industry trusts me to take care of these families. And it happens on a nationwide level. And that's why we're on the show today is that I need help. I need people that I trust. There's a, that, we're going to say that word a lot today, trusted yep. investors nationwide to help me with these leads. Well, how do you find these leads? I mean, before we get into, you know, somebody getting into relationship with you, maybe, maybe we, people want to go out there and do this themselves. Like, how do you build a network? How do you build these relationships to be able to get those referrals at that perfect time? I mean, the timing is, is right. They need to sell these properties right away. They need to get rid of them. How do we build those relationships with people in our communities? Great question. So I was tasked with finding my own leads back in 2011. For every deal we did via direct marketing, you know, all the the hits, the direct mail, the pay-per-click, all those things, we were going to do one other deal via uh, relationship building. And so I started to look at the stereotypes of what our sellers were. Do you buy houses from 28-year-olds very often or 82-year-olds? Right. It's always, it's always senior guys. You've been working these kinds of leads. You just haven't prioritized or systematized this. Mm. So I want to be clear about a couple things. I am not talking today about taking a single family home and turning it into a residential assisted living community. That's not what I'm talking about. Those guys are great. And it's every person that moves into those communities, whether they be a small box or a big box community, that's the flashpoint of the families needing to move in. And so back in 2011, I said, well, is anybody going directly to the senior living industry? and building these relationships. And uh, I was sold no, and I said, he said, you should go do that. And then so I went out and guys, I did it wrong. I did it wrong. I put my foot in my mouth over and over again. I showed up with, look at this shirt. You don't think this personality, I showed up with this personality, walked in the front door and said, I'm Philip, I'm an investor and I buy houses from old people moving into nursing homes. In that sentence, I said at least three things that will get me kicked out today. Oh yeah. Right. And I didn't know that at the time. And so, so I, but I was like, wait a second, this industry, I knew it was like peanut butter and chocolate. I had to figure it out. So I kept coming back, kept coming back. Uh, My stubbornness kept me coming there. And it's, they work, they are very collaborative, Brent, when they know, like, and trust you. And so today I don't show up as an investor and I don't show up as a real estate agent, but I show up as something called a senior transition specialist Hmm. to help with not only the house, but we're going to talk a lot today about the stuff. If you guys aren't thinking about the stuff in your real estate business, you're missing the mark. When you buy someone's forever home, it's full of... The house might be the easy part. It's the memories. It's the stuff is the hard part. And if you can be a solution from the treasures down to trash, you can be a lot more valuable to the families and you're going to buy more houses. That's incredible. I mean, that is a huge thing. I mean, I just know my grandma, fortunately, it's it's wonderful. She lives next door to me now, which is a senior living facility, but she has a vacant house. This is real life. This is literally right now. She has a vacant house on the other side of town filled with stuff. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and by the way, she has, I mean, she's paid it off and that's fine, but there's still costs right? She still keeps the utilities on. She's still making sure that she's paying her security, her alarm system, everything there. I mean, there's some just general costs involved there, but it's a whole house full of stuff. Yes. You know? And and what are we going to do with it? Would so you, what, say, what uh, you said it was grandma or mom, you said? Grandma. Would you say grandma's affluent? No. No, she's nope. lucky that she has that asset sitting there. Right. Most Americans can't afford to do that, right? As soon as that moment that, that they have to start paying six, seven, eight grand a month, 
for the care, they have to sell the house. And so uh, before your mo- uh, grandmother would ever uh, be eligible for things like Medicaid and those types of things, yeah. uh, she would have to spin down that house. And so um, the problem right now is that people are outliving their money, right? And, you know, we keep talking about there's no inventory. I, I was reading an article the other day in the Wall Street Journal, and it said, okay, boomers, who's going to buy your 21 million houses? And it talked about the next 20 years. Guys, for the next 20 years, 21 million boomers are going to, their parents are going to move into senior living or they're going to move into senior living. And here's the best stat. If you guys want to write this one down, seven out of 10 Americans over the age of 65 are going to live in some sort of assisted care before they pass away. So to me, you know, we always talk about probate. That probate's the small niche. This pre-probate situation is the majority of Americans they're going to need to sell that house before they ever qualify for Medicaid or ever pass away. This is the flashpoint of when they're going to need to sell. So then are you building relationships with like the, the sons and daughters and the caretakers of, of these people, or are you building relationships with where they're going? I mean, how does this, this whole process work? I'm not, let's just say that they need to sell the property to get the equity out of that, to be able to pay the monthly cost for this senior living facility. Who do you talk to? What relationship are you building there? I feel like it could be anybody. Phenomenal question. Daughter Judy and brothers, the ones taking care of mom, are really hard to find for a few reasons. They're spread out. The average child lives over 400 miles away from their parents. So it's really hard for me to network in Cincinnati to catch someone in St. Louis, right? I don't have that kind of money for branding, right? And yep. so you asked me, is it in-home healthcare? A great question. It's not only because I've had a, I've not done well with the baton pass of, from them losing a customer to uh, me gaining a customer. You know, like their bad day is my good day in, in a, in-home healthcare. But what has helped me is when if Brent and Philip were brothers and we get a text today that mom fell down and we have to start going and exploring senior living communities, we don't take a healthy mom to go explore senior living communities. As soon as they start looking for senior living communities, that's the flashpoint of when the families need to uh, start thinking about selling their house. And I would say it usually goes in order. They get bad news three or four times, and then I get to come in and be, I hate to use the word hero, that's too grandiose, but I get to come in and do something good, right? Mom fell down, that's not great. Uh, The doctor said she's gonna have a hip surgery. She's gotta be in rehab for three weeks, and when she gets out, she can't move back home. The place we picked out is eight grand a month. The Mm -hmm. finance director's like, how are you guys gonna pay for this? We're like, I don't know, we're scrambling. Then the realtor comes in, Yes, people talk to realtors and the realtor. I love realtors because they say, clean this place out and do this list of demands before I put my precious face next to it. And they're going, I don't even live in town. I don't even live here. I just flew in this weekend to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And there's got to be a better way. And that's how mom's house was born, right? Uh, wow. Treat people fairly. That's how it was born. And so wow. they got, that's it. Philip, you're literally, I'm not joking here. I mean, and we did not discuss this before the show. Literally, my grandma fell down, broke her hand in the middle of the night. My mom got a call for two weeks. My mom was so frazzled. And she she has a big engine. She can do a lot. Like, she's very productive. She was wiped out. Philip, I'm telling you, absolutely wiped out. The family member, two of the of my uncles or brothers live out of town. I've got one here. She's got a sister here, my Aunt Dixie, and herself. And they're trying to figure out all of this stuff. Where is she going to live? Who's going to be around her? Who's going to help out? What is happening? All of these things. This is real life. I mean, and listen, this podcast skews to a younger crowd. So maybe you're not experiencing a lot of this right now. But I am telling you, this is happening. I mean, I can't imagine how many times a day. You said 21 million houses over the next 20 years? Yep. 
And so for anybody that's listening that is young, let me ask you guys this question. When you guys are doing your direct mail, do you do this list? Over the age of 65, you have lived there 20 years, has 100% equity. Yeah, that's who you're sending letters to, right? And, and postcards. Why are you sending to that list, guys? It's because- Or cold calling them. You're spraying and praying them. in the hopes that it's that moment. That, by the way, I wait for the moment. My leads come to me. They say, nah, we got to sell now, Philip." In sales, you don't want to be too early and you definitely don't want to be too late, right. but you don't want to, you know, what's the key to direct mail? Never turning it off, right? Never turn it off. Mm-hmm. With this, I'm just waiting for them to say, hey, we need to sell now. And so you ask me who, okay, it's not in-home healthcare. It's not daughter Judy, right? You asked me who it is. Let's go into that. Yeah. It's people, daughter Judy, who was getting, you should ask your mom tonight, mom, who are you getting advice from during that time? Because there's something called ADLs, activities of daily living. I'm not training it. I know a little bit to talk a little bit about it. It's basically five things that you have to do to take care of yourself. If you can't do two of them, uh, like bathe yourself or feed yourself or do your medications, you have to move into senior living. Well, I'll tell a joke now. Sometimes I used to be able to put my pants on with just standing up. Now I sit on the bed to do it. Am I one ADL away from <laughs> doing Oh, you know what I mean? Like this stuff goes fast, guys, right? And so yeah. the thing is, is that your mother, when she went out for your mom, she wasn't, unless she's a nurse, she probably wasn't trained in knowing what level of care she needs. Right. So when you go to those experts that are trained in that, and that person says, hey, you should call Philip. He's the most trusted buyer in town. They just put me on a pedestal. I say, you know, my close rates through the roof. So people are like, Phil, you're a really great negotiator. And I really think it's because I'm probably good at sales, but I, I don't work crappy leads. I work leads that are motivated, have equity, that need to sell, that were referred from someone they're getting their mom's end of life care from. Think how important that is. And then that's why my close rate's so high is because I just work a better lead. So is it somebody finding you online? No, I find them. So I go out into the, into the wild. Um, I network just as much in senior living as I do in real estate. I always say this analogy. Think of the last RIA that you went to. Everybody's showing the size of their check. Everybody's on Facebook showing their checks, right? We, I'm guilty of it too. We all show our checks, right? I've networked in senior living for 11 years now. Not one person has ever shown me the size of their check. Right. It's a different world. You have to have a different heart condition, a different set of empathy. You have to put the person first. Yeah. And then the money comes. And so for everyone listening right now, if you're just transactional, this is not for you, man. This is not for you. If it's just transactional, right? But I'm telling you right now, if you put people first, yep. you can build a sustainable business that comes to you for the next 20 plus years. And for me, that's it. I've built a business now that comes to me. I don't do direct marketing at all anymore. And I know the peril of spending 10 grand on direct mail and laying on the pillow going, man, I sure hope I get that money back. Right. You know, because really for everybody listening, you guys are debating right now. I want to be in real estate, but really you guys, you're getting into the marketing business. So yep. you've got the two options. You want to be in marketing or do you want to build relationships with the right people? And a lot of people talk about building relationships with uh, real estate agents and wholesalers. And by the way, great, great thing to do. That's a phenomenal thing to do. What I found is over my 20-year career, it's really hard to keep the attention of a real estate agent for very long because they start figuring out what I'm making. They start figuring out, well, well, shit, I should do that myself, right? Or they start getting other investors involved. And then the wholesalers get smarter and smarter. They start doing their own deals, right? And so with senior living, it's like an oil well that's continued to pump deal after deal. I, I was telling earlier about my downsizing guy sent me two deals today, right? He's got a house full of stuff. He's a downsizing guy, which by the way, your mother was probably... They probably at least explored what are we going to do with all the grandma stuff, Yep. right? Let's just go through some of the job titles just so everybody knows. In Beautiful. the community, there's the proprietor, the, the person that owns it. There's the executive director. 
That's the owner of the facility. Yes, sir. The yes, house, sir. the facility, the whatever. Yeah, yes. You got the executive director. The executive director is the person that runs everything. They're like a school principal, right? They're really hard to catch on the, and please, oh, let me point this out. Please, nobody listening think that I walk in the front door and put my hand out and say, hey, I buy houses. Please know that's not how this is done, right? That executive director is busy. It's like going and talking to a surgeon while they're in surgery. Do not do it that way. You've got your finance director. The finance director, what's cool about the proprietor and the finance director out of everybody we talked about today, those are the only two people you can have a money conversation with. Yep. Proprietor, finance director. Everyone else I get ready to say from now on, it's a care, 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 and more care. You better care about care. Or what is the saying? Um, they're not going to care to know who you are until they know how much you care. Right. I, I love that line. And so then you've got the uh, marketing director, the person that does the walk-ins. Uh, some communities have a social worker, also known as a care manager. And all those people live inside the community, right? But then outside the community, I think I like even more is the vendors. Did you guys know there's something called a placement agent? A placement agent is like a real estate agent for the senior living world. Brent, if you and I were having to do this with your own mother and we were brothers, I'd say, we got to find a placement agent. They're going to know based on mom's socioeconomic, uh, geography, level of care, all these things. They're going to say, these are the five places we should go visit. Because mm. me and you have no idea, right? We have right. no stinking idea. But the placement agent, they're sitting there in the living room with the families, with the kids who just flew into town. And they're looking around going, you know, a placement agent gets paid on placing people who to thunk it, right? So the thing that slows a placement agent down from getting paid is unlocking the equity out of the house. Yep. It's in their best interest to refer to me because they want everybody to show up with a bag of cash, not a problem. Yep. And so then you've got your downsizing experts, your elder care attorneys. Notice I said elder care, not traffic law, not family law, not criminal law, elder care attorneys. You've got your uh, geriatric care managers. You've got your hospitalist. You know, these people are the, the ones over the past 11 years I've built relationships with that know, like, and trust me. And, you know, I'm telling you right now, if you guys, if you had 20 people that knew who you were in your market, I think you could do 20 to 40 deals a year in your market with mm -hmm. 20 relationships, not 200, but 20. For 20 to 40 deals. Yes. I love of the it. Of the best deals, not just any deals. Like, no, you know, I, I probably it. talk to 10 families a month and I buy three or four houses. So let me ask you, Philip. So how do you stay, like, do you just go up to, do you just find elder care attorneys and placement agents and the proprietors, the owners of the business and the finance director. And you just say, Hey, listen, this is a service I provide. You send them something first. Do you, you know, is there some sort of like booth that you could buy in some sort of, you know what I mean? Like oh, that's a good piece it, of advice. There's, is there a convention or something where you could just be like, Hey, great question. There's uh, there's senior fairs all the time. I used to think I needed to get uh, booths, you know, 10 years ago. My free advice is you never need the booth. You want to talk to all the people in the booths. So just attend them, right? There's just as much networking going on in senior living in your towns as there is in real estate. Wow. It's just hiding in plain sight. You just haven't looked for it yet. That's incredible. Yeah, in St. Louis, I'll just go over. We have something called, there's eight different ones of these in St. Louis. They're called SRTs, Senior Resource Task Force. I want to break down all three words. Seniors, that's who we're helping. Resources. They're getting together to share resources. Task force, it's the task force that's going to make it all happen, right? They're yeah. getting together to help these families just because every person is like a Rubik's Cube. They're trying to figure out what all they need. And if you can be uh, better at the house and the stuff, I always combine those two together. 
you can be more valuable to everyone. Even real estate agents that have an SRES designation, guys, they don't want to clean the house out either. They want you to come in and do this. They'll still get their commission. I remember in 2011, I remember, you know, they would say things like, oh, we already work with a real estate agent. I remember felt like I get kicked in the stomach, like, oh, Phillip's out, right? No, they just admitted they have the problem and they just admitted that they, real estate agents is ways they've been fixing this for the past 30 years. And the problem is right now, would we all say that the market's good today, right? We would, you, but you have to get the house onto the market. And these houses that are full of stuff, there aren't usually the way they at least want it cleaned out. And yeah. the stuff and uh, getting those few things that, you know, get that house rehab, you know, good luck trying to find a good contractor right now, especially if you live 400 miles away. Right. I love it. I'm getting like kind of goosebumps because I'm living this right now. Phil. I, I, yeah. I understand completely what's going on. Unfortunately, my grandpa was like Mr. Saver Saver and they paid off the house and the whole thing, but they're going to have to unlock it at some point for sure. Right. And my grandma's probably going to live another 20 years. I mean, she's, you know, besides the fall, she's all of her family lives to be like a hundred and a hundred and whatever. So it's bananas, you know, how much money that takes, because I, I know that the place that she's at, I think it's like $5,000 a month. Yep. And it's not like, it's not like, I mean, she can still get around. You know what I mean? It goes way up from there. Way up. The lo- the, yeah. The more they have to do the, it could be double that easy if they have to do more things for her. Even if they have to move into somebody else's house or do something like that house needs to, something needs to happen to this house. And there's probably people reaching out to these senior, what do you call it? A senior resource task force and uh, a senior transition specialist. I'm sure people reach out to them to see if that, that's an option. And then they refer them to you and you go in there, not only as just a, a, ca- a regular cash buyer, you're going in there to help them what? pack up their personal property, get rid of the the stuff that they want to throw out, put it in storage? Like what other services do you provide that sets you apart? Great question. It's from treasures down to trash. So my goal is to not be in the stuff business. Please don't get in the stuff business, but have the people that are in the stuff business and know the difference between things that have value and things that don't. Let me give you the craziest stat about my, in fact, my downsizing guy that we were talking about earlier, he said 99% of sales, the state sales in St. Louis, generate between three and $5,000 in revenue with the cost of putting on the sale of between three and $5,000 to put the sale on. Yeah. Uh, what? I didn't say dad's stuff is worth zero. I, it's actually worse than that because of how much time it takes to get things cataloged, tagged as the sale happens. And you know, one thing that, you know, there's always silver linings that uh, because of that C word COVID, the estate sales kind of got put on their ear because people couldn't go into the houses. For so sure. of, they, they started coming into it doing just one number clean outs. Like we'll pay three grand for everything and they take everything out. And so I stay in my lane. I have people that I refer to from treasures to trash. I try to unlock the equity for that family, even though you might say, why don't you buy it and start doing a resale shop? Well, I don't have time for that. Nor do no. I want to be in that. I mean, American Pickers no. is cool, but I don't want to do it, right? Um, but there are people that do. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. Saying, get the pros in. Get them, get them to do the deal. And listen to this, Brent. I refer to them freely. They refer to me freely. I make 20 grand on my deal, and they make two grand. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'll stay where I'm at, you know? Yep. Love it. So then, I mean, how many of these have you done? You know what I mean? Like, do you have kind of a ballpark idea of how many of these, these properties that you have bought or, or wholesaled or whatever else? Sure. I do about 40 deals a year in the St. Louis market. And then now we have a national company. We're helping about a thousand families a month. I love it. I love it. And soon to be more than that. We know our goal is to get to about 10,000. Daughter duties to help every single month. 
over the next five years. We think we're going to be there inside of 20 months here. And our new goal is to get to 20 or 30,000 families to help promote. That's how big this market really is. Wow. That is a big idea. And listen, who else is doing it? I don't know. I don't know anybody else that has a mom's house service, you know, or, or approach. I mean, I think it's absolutely incredible. I think that for everybody in the audience that is listening to this, I mean, it's really one, it's opening my mind to a lot of different possibilities, but two, I just see this. I see a big wave of opportunity coming in that space. You know, you see people get, I I mean, obviously, you know, there's always going to be a generation that's getting older and getting out of their house and doing that, but baby boomers, right? I mean, that's the big, that's the big wave. Yep. Can you talk to me about that? Am I wrong? Am I crazy? No, you're a hundred percent right. You're a hundred percent right. And these children today aren't waiting around to inherit their parents' houses, right? The baby boomers is going to be that biggest transfer of wealth. The cost of care is going through the roof. Um, Just right here in my own market, there's cranes going up everywhere, building senior living communities. And (laughs) it's coming after everybody. And we're not going to have a political conversation right now because that's just not the time or place. Have you guys seen what they're doing with the 1031 exchange? Biden's trying to take away the 1031 exchange to pay your niece to take care of your grandma so they don't go on the Medicaid beds. The longer they can keep them in their home, there's an actuary saying, hey, every month we delay this, it saves us because this silver tsunami that's happening is coming for the government too. And they understand that there's a problem and they're trying to get in front of it. So these houses are going to be sold. This is the inventory. In my mind, this is bold statement. This is real estate. I love it. This is real estate. This is it. You don't buy houses from 28 year olds very often, right? This is the people we buy houses from. So let me ask you, Philip, just give me one, give me a set of instructions. Give me like it. If somebody wants to go out today and start the, the momentum of these relationships, who do you think the first person that they should approach, talk to, network? What should they say to them? You should find your area agency on aging. They should be everywhere. It's a nation. Say that again. Uh, area agency on aging. It's a lot of A's. Area agency on aging. Uh, here in St. Louis, we have ours. They are a government program. They would know where your networking events are happening. Uh, my suggestion is to go and listen a few times, right? If you show up as an investor, all they're going to hear is the word shark. Yep. That's not what you want to do, guys. If you right. show up as I'm a realtor, even though you might be a realtor, their crocodile brain is going to shut off because they already know what a realtor is. Yes. It's, it's nothing new. So yep. I want you to go there and listen or you know, talk to me about it. I, I love to teach people how to do this right. There's a right way to do it. Um, you have to switch your brain to put that person first. Each of those 11 people we named today has a what's in it for them. I'm really big on the psyche. You, okay, let, good example. A proprietor of a senior living and a uh, social worker, they could not be more of a different human. Right. They're both in senior living, but they could yeah. not be more different. You do not have the same elevator pitch for both of those people. And you let people skip to the front of the line. Like you're, you're talking about you going national, you train people. I see the little, the, the beautiful little cross stitching logo in the background. Yeah. I mean, not to, not to be an ad for you or anything like that. We've, you yeah. know, we don't have anything, but are you opening it up or is there a way that people can get into your world a little bit more if they want to, I don't know, learn from you or whatever, what would be the best way? Yes. And so things like this, thank you for having me on here. I'm trying to big, shine a big, bright light on what's happening in our world and the company is called Mom's House. It's momshouse.com, uh, the normal spelling. Um, it's called Mom's House because even if dad is still the one that's alive, people lovingly refer to it as, what are we going to do with Mom's House? Yeah. Um, by the way, guys, if you're listening uh, and you make it, you're lucky enough to make it to senior living, you're outnumbered by females seven to one. Right. And so if you're a single man, you're going to have a lot of dance partners. <laughs> 
So momshouse.com, they can find more info. Yes, sir. Yes, okay, sir. awesome. Well, Philip, I love it. I think that this is really making it. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about real estate, right? I mean, there's so many different opportunities. And what we try to do on this podcast is put everybody in the forefront of what's going to be happening over the next year or two. And you're saying 20 years. So, you know, I think that if this is hitting you, if this is hitting your brain in an interesting and fun way, and it's kind of sparking ideas, um, I highly suggest you check out Philip's uh, momshouse.com and get into that or go to the air agency on aging in your local markets and go see what's going on with those networking and maybe the fairs or something there, some of the industry groups that get together there and just see how you can start building those relationships. I love it. I think it's incredible. I think it's an incredible value. I think that, you know, real estate, real estate investors, truly, 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 we work with the people that really need help. I mean, just in a general sense, Philip, I mean, we, we work with distressed property owners and we go out there and we, we solve that problem for them, right? They, they want to trade speed and convenience for potential equity in the property. And that's, that's just what it is. I mean, that's what we do. We source real estate opportunities, and, but the, we don't get paid, Philip, you know as well as I do, we get paid in the amount of value we provide to our community. That's right. it. Right. And Very I think this so. is just an incredible way to provide value to the community, especially people that, you know, all of a sudden, boom, you get a call in the middle of the night, like my mom did. And it's a whole thing. All of a sudden your week's going one way and now you've got this and you knew it was coming. You know what I mean? I think my mom knew at some point they would have to put my, my grandma into a, a senior living uh, facility that you just never know when it's going to happen. And when it does, you know, finding a resource to be able to help you through that process is huge. And and my parents 100% would, would have jumped all over that. So if they knew, so that's phenomenal. Thank you for educating me. Thank you for educating the incredible audience. We have an audience that goes out every single day and, and provides as much value as possible to the, the communities in their cities. And uh, we're doing a great job uh, helping out the people that won't help themselves. So, uh, or can't help themselves. So thank you, Philip momshouse.com. Check it out, guys. Thank you for having me. I love it. Thank you, Philip. And for everybody out there that is interested in joining the most proactive group in real estate investing, it is the TTP family. Uh, go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. That's wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. Check out what it's all about. It is all about having quality conversations with distressed property owners. It's all about what Philip was talking about today. It's about going out there and providing a ton of value and being proactive about it. Nobody's going to just lay these into your lap. So make sure you check out what the program's all about. I look forward to working with you personally, one-on-one. Check out all the testimonials. Check out all the success. Scroll for a while. If it feels good in your gut, sign up for a call. I look forward to working with you personally. And that's it. Until next time, I sign off as always, encouraging you to go out and talk to people. I love you. See you next time. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.